Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We just have a good rhythm together. He sort of feels me out, I feel him out, and uh, we go for it. Hello and welcome to this fourth season of The Worst Idea of All Time. This is a podcast series where myself and my friend Guy Montgomery from New Zealand, originally, now based in New York City, watch and review... Huh? So currently in Brisbane. Yeah, we're getting to it. We watch and re- so. we watch and review Sex in the City, the film. Once no, twice a week, every week. And um if you do the math, twenty eight divided by four is um a lot. What is that? Seven. 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 I, you know, seven times tables have always been one of my strongest times tables. Really? Yeah, man. Good seven morning. nines? Um, I can do that. That's 63. <laughs> um, so we've been doing this for seven months. That can't be right. Well, no, no divide well, by so two. Here's, here's, three and a half. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, and this is what Tim said to me just before we started recording us. We're, 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 uh, we're almost out of runway here. Um, and this is just us, isn't it? Down to the ground. Mm. We sort of gave ourselves, uh, a run up. We banked a bunch of episodes. We said, if we just stay disciplined, if we stay on top of it, uh, it won't get too grisly. And I don't know exactly how this is going to time out, but I mean, we're already at a point where there is no way in which um, this isn't going to be the most grueling home stretch of any season of the podcast so far. Mm. We we are demanding a lot of ourselves. And uh, for example, this morning I got up at five thirty a.m. to watch Sex in the City, so it's now eight a.m. here. And um, I didn't fully understand that. I, I didn't. I guess I just didn't think. I thought for some reason you were going to watch the movie yesterday during the daytime, and so you would just have to like wake up to do the podcast. But I, you, sh- I should have. But I had I had stuff on. Of then, course you, you know, did. Suddenly, You're doing a show. You're on tour. Suddenly it's nighttime, and you got these shows, and then 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's it's hard to know how to account for this um, this in your life. Like, it's hard it's hard to know when or how to make time for it. Like, if you treat it with a little bit of respect and you give yourself a a, a bit of um, space and breathing room in each watch. Once I did decide to like, you know, come home straight after my show last night and watch Sex in the City, but that did not feel like a thing I wanted to do. So instead, I thought I'll just, you know, not. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what makes for a healthier, better watch. If it is um, trying to create an enjoyable environment for yourself to watch, you know, doing what I've done this morning, just getting up and blasting through. Oh, Jesus Christ. I am so fucking tired, man. What are we going to do? Um, how are you? What do you see? Uh, I'm not good. It's Saturday. Do you know this song? Mm-hmm. It goes, Color my world with sunshine yellow each day. Yeah, I think a paint company might have used it in a set of ads when I was a kid on the tally. I, I think that's why I know it too. Is it a, is it a song. real song or is it a jingle? Uh, it's a real song. That's cool. It's by a woman named Petula Petula Clark. Petula Clark's got a bunch of a bunch of hits. Truly? Yeah, I think so. I don't know any of them, but it's a very familiar name to me. When was she around? Was she like big in the seventies or something? So, yeah, sixties, seventies. <sighs> oh my gosh! Um, sorry, I just stopped yawning into Mike. Yawns are contagious. My boy, Saturday morning. Yeah. Did you watch it just now? I did. Yeah, I did. Um, I did. Uh, can I guess what? Can I? Can I? Can I guess what you're wearing? Yeah. Jandals? Nah, my dog's eating all my jandals. Bare feet? No. Shit! I actually need the weather. Can you tell me the weather first? Yeah, sure. Uh, so it's quite overcast. I, I'm just guessing. I haven't seen a report, but I'd call it um, probably 20 degrees outside at the moment. Maybe 19. Um, I would say maybe like there's a light breeze. It's not it's not whippy out there or anything, but there's a bit of a breeze. Man, the jandals things really throw me. I was sure you were in jandals, jeans. Do you know I definitely would be wearing jandals if I if I owned any at this point. Uh, jeans. Yeah, you got it. Jeans and t-shirt. Yeah, of timbo. course, it's a timbo. But I reckon you might be able to pick the t-shirt as well. Uh, I'm not getting a clear vision in my mind. Okay. Is it white with a print on the front? No. I looked at that one this morning. Yeah. Well, pretty good. I mean, I guess it's pretty I am wearing bland guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the shirt I'm wearing has yes. um, got lots of flowers on it and it's purple. I got oh, it. Nice. Got it in Thailand, and it's one of those uh, t-shirts. You know, they stitch a pocket onto it because they. I think there's you get like a pile of sort of secondhand clothes or whatever that are still in good nick, and then you sort of add bits from another piece of clothing to that piece of clothing, and it sort of makes it new or something. I don't fucking know, but anyway, I always hated the pocket on it. So about a month ago, I finally got round to um, unpicking it, and it looks perfect now. I really like the shirt. Is the colour different? Is it not more faded around the pocket? So you'll always, in some sense, be carrying the pocket or memory of the pocket with you. Strangely, not. It's all. It's all pretty even. 
if you and, okay, I'm looking at it. You can see it, there's a subtle color difference, but it's it's not marsh. I wouldn't let that bother you too much, Tim. Don't notice it every time you look at it now. Okay. Um, is the t-shirt thinning out and pilling? Yeah, I need new clothes, man. I um, yeah, I need new clothes. I need to. I feel like I'm 31 now. I need to pay a bit better attention to to what I'm wearing out there. I think I've uh, I've taken to I just sort of wear this every day some jeans and some t-shirt and then put a cap on and uh, I justify it to myself by going I'm a creative <laughs> I'm writing things I'm making things I'm doing podcasts this is the uniform but maybe it's just lazy I think it's fine I I, I think um I mean, I'm not even dressed, Tim. I'm not nude, but I, I'm I, I'm only wearing a pair of underpants. I'm so gonna... I really apologised for what happened, man. I didn't realise you got up at five thirty. That you weren't you weren't to know. And do you know uh, that uh, I appreciate you? I I'm really grateful for your sympathy and empathy because I, I, you know, you've watched this movie or other movies at Unholy Hours. Um, but it's also alien to me. The Timbat I fell in love with would really put the fucking uh, he put he put the boot in. I don't know if that's Why true. Told, not getting up at five thirty. No, it's uh, that, that actually. Bad. I I don't know, man. It feels like projection to me. That feels like you would have hit me with that stick, not the you other way around. Believe what, you better believe I would have. But the good news is, by the time this record's finished, you know I'm going to be up and at him by nine a.m. That, mm. That's a huge day ahead of me. Have How you many got, times have yeah. you watched and recorded an episode of The Worst Idea of All Time before 9am? It's never happened, I don't think. It's almost impossible. The trouble for me is you're quite a good napper, eh? You can go down for a bit of kip in the middle of the day. I Absolutely. have started at a glacial pace getting into daytime napping, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's all right. It's pretty good, actually. I would recommend it to all. Maybe it's like taste buds where every seven years, if you don't think you can nap during the day, you should give it another hone to see if your body's adjusted. Because I never used to be able to do it. It would fuck me up for the whole rest of the day till I went to proper bed. Proper bed. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I, I think don't even wait seven years. Try it all the time. Everything's a discipline. I mean, you know, you can learn how to do... Not as well as other people who have been practicing it for longer necessarily, but you can learn how to do virtually anything if you just give yourself, if you apply yourself a little bit every day or every time you have an opportunity to. Uh, so that, that seven-year window, I guess, is that like, is that based, rooted in scientific fact, is it? That Oh, I don't know. It's something with your taste buds. Have you not yeah, heard that? You just, no, I haven't, heard, I haven't heard it. I don't know, apparently. But, but maybe it's an old wives' tale semi linked to the fact that like your cells replace themselves every seven years or some shit like that fuck i don't know i'm stringing together a lot of um article headlines <laughs> you know not the meat yeah, yeah just some headlines of things uh now do you have anything to say about the movie sex in the city because i'm yeah i'm really yeah i'm I really did. i had a couple of thoughts 
had a couple of thoughts. Okay. I want to spit out my shining light because I've got a fear of losing it. And it was Samantha Jones's sunglasses when she's in Los Angeles. They're like a turquoise. They've got frames um, which are sort of thick, thicker than normal frames, but there's no frame on the outside edge on the side, on the far left and right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I explained it very well, but ultimately who gives a fucking shit about you knowing what I'm saying because this is very trivial. Um, but no, who, it's not trivial, Tim. It's important. This who, is the pillar of positivity around which we're going to build the rest of our sorry, conversation. you're right. I enjoyed the sunnies. But um, I want to jettison that to talk about something because we've never really got into this, but the concept that Big just has a driver on hand and the driver's experience of running around mostly Manhattan, ferrying this madman around in his escapades. And it I oh, got me yeah. to thinking, like, this episode, or this watch, rather, is the person who is taking Big to his wedding his driver, or has he got a special, like, limo version? And if he did get a different guy in, how hurt would his normal driver feel to not well, that, get that gift? I mean- that's crazy. Uh, it's a great question. I feel like, God, I mean, is, is Mr. Big, is he such a sort of man about town who takes himself so seriously that he wouldn't form a bond over, say, 15 years of sharing time every day with the same driver that they would not have some sort of camaraderie or something to talk about? Because... I, th- I don't think he would jettison his main driver for wedding day. Like that, that's a day where you, you'd want your boy. That's true. I feel like, I feel like though, it's surpri- it's surprising. No, but it must be a new driver. Maybe he, maybe he, he gets him from a company, and he's got a rotating cast of drivers. Oh. Remember when they're, they're remember when they're driving, and he says, uh, "I can't go; it's the wrong way." He says, "Turn, turn the car around." That's not the response of a man familiar with Mr. Big. That's not like, or you know, like if, you he, was, did right. if he knew Mr. Big, he would just do it. That exchange. Or like, you know, I can't, John. It's two strangers talking almost, isn't it? Absolutely. But, that, I mean, I feel I feel like, yeah, he must, he must just, um, uh, yeah, he must have different drivers, different days. Because I also feel like if he was friends with the driver in the first place, he would probably have done something to try and talk. I mean, I don't know if there's overstepping the professional boundaries, but would have tried to do something to talk him down when he goes to jilt Carrie. Like, if, if that driver is your friend, then that driver knows Carrie. If that driver knows Carrie, he knows that Big and Carrie, purportedly in the world of the show, are meant to be together. Yeah. And that Big's making a huge mistake. And that, you know, he's about to burn an hour and 40 minutes of everyone else's time by jilting her just to wind up together further down the line yeah he didn't step up to his driver responsibilities at all but well, then I, mean, I don't know how much he's getting paid it could be a fireable offence to, to cross into someone else's personal life <sighs> the but concept of having a driver just seems insane to me just to, to have a, a person on call all the time like it's this, quite it's quite old it's quite old money isn't it it's very old money yeah in new york maybe less so i guess because famously parking is, is is a nightmare but the whole idea there, 
that your job is to like directly serve one person kind of trips me out. My, um, I think it's my great grandma, might, might be my great great grandma, apparently used to um, be the, the cook for the Queen Mother's family. I always thought that was kind of hey. cool. But it's a similar sort of thing of like a, a life serving a very specific. I like it if it's a family, actually. I kind of, I'm, I'm sort of into, it feels nice to me. But if it's one person, it feels weird. Oh, it's a family business. No, no, no. Like if you're serving a family, if you're doing one thing as oh, your whole job for a, for a family, that feels kind of nice. But if it's for one person, it feels kind of weird to me. Well, what does that say about, you know, uh, the conditioning in which we expect people to find mates and spend their lives with other people? Yeah. There's a lot of questions, I guess. Oh, how am I going to be able to lean back in this chair with you still being able to hear me, Monty? Because I'm going to get further away from I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you, buddy. I need to I lie. I can fucking hear you. I need to lie back because I feel I should have got. I should have got myself some caffeine or something this morning. Jesus Can Christ, I do boy. that you won't care about? Go on. There's a real tidy little continuity error. Um with the smart water when when Charlotte's being a real fun sponge I mean and understandably so eventually because it turns out she's pretty good but you know when she's casting shade at all the other girls for doing a second round of margaritas just because she's not indulging you've forgotten this but I've brought I've brought this up before (sighs) I I just moved the whole table towards me that's what that noise was sorry it sounded like a power tool (laughs) Well, what if I told you I picked up on what I thought was another continuity error that has almost definitely also already been discussed, but I have a crack and you can let me know. Please do. Uh, when Samantha becomes very flustered in the honeymoon suite, uh-huh. while Charlotte and Miranda are resetting the room to neutral by stuffing all those floral petals into a bag, Samantha watches for a while before she hands over the two cocktails she's holding to Paolo and then she takes off her big, she's wearing a big hat and handbag. She takes them off for how quickly the shot comes back to her without them. It happens in less than like three se- it happens in less than three seconds, but she doesn't appear to be stressed or flustered at all. Like, you know, if you'll say, I guess the best articulation would be, you know, if you're meant to be working, mm-hmm. like you're meant to be working on something and someone who you are accountable to or who you told you're working comes in and you try to close the tab or change the screen on your computer, yeah. and like your whole energy and body language betrays the fact that you have just made a huge adjustment Absolutely. to what you were doing. Yeah. That is what, that is what um, you Samantha... Would, is it what you would expect to see or this, what you do see in that moment? Well, it's what you'd expect to see, but what you do see instead is incredibly calm. Which, which means uh, if you saw her acting flustered, it would qualify as more of a small panic attack. But the fact that she seems calm means that it, it gets uh, downgraded to a small continuity error. Let's give them credit and, um, where it's due. We've seen the film 20, uh, what, um, eight times now. Not a ton of continuity errors in the film, eh? Uh, you know what? Upsettingly, it's true. <laughs> I really think we would have found them by now. I'm tempted to jump on. What are you you actually watching for? What is your mindset going into this? Think of this as endurance training. For what? What's the event? Training means there's something at the end. 
but like you know we, if, you, if you're doing endurance training you have to there has to be something in mind there has to be a notion of why you're doing it like, yeah exactly <laughs> that, that's the big void we have there's no reason there's never been a reason we are devoid so of how reason. do you get how do you get this is the reason this conversation is the reason i mean oh, it doesn't I feel see. like a great reason right now but it is yeah. the reason yeah how do you get through it then do you mean me, Tim? How, or how does one? Yeah, but like, what are you, what, what are you thinking of when you go in? When you, when you bloody put your sneakers on? And I you, can't and you think. Boot up. I can't think. That's the thing. It's the same thing as as the discipline of going for a run. I adopted this thing of like, you just can't overthink it. You just if it pops into head, you just got to grab your gear and go. Just get your fucking shoes on and go. Get out the door right now. Go, go, go. Don't fucking think about it. Just, just go. Just kick off. And it's the same for the movie. It's like, I set my alarm for 7... Th- I was up until about um, 2 a.m. last night. Combination of... Doing um, what? Well, I was actually uh, cutting up the director's commentary episodes to make sure that they were freshly loaded into the chamber. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. So anyone who's listening to this has heard those. Yeah, dude. They were episodes 25 and 26, but luckily they've also heard us talk to Jen Fricker, so um, pull back up yeah, on the other side of that. Yeah, cleanse there. Um, fuck, man. Those Dercoms, I don't know. Here's here's what I'm worried about. I don't remember anything that we said. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't go through and, like, edit five hours of audio or anything. I was just checking the levels and making sure that everything was was all right i've also just as a heads up um if you are on patreon supporting us you you're going to get access to the video there is a um four hour 50 minute i think it is video this is a this is is rank (laughs) yeah it's disgusting i'm just trying to provide content for the good people out there man um (laughs) but it is rank as fuck uh Anyway, that's why I was up very late. It was pretty depressing. And my wife's out of town and my dog's not here. Oh, man. It's just you. God. Mm. It's the loneliest you can feel. Uh, Now, I think you're right. You know, like, like when the alarm went off this morning, it's the same thing. They said the hardest part about going for a run is putting on your shoes and getting out the door. I don't think that's true, by the way. Is that true? Oh, it probably is. Fuck, I don't know. I think it's true. Let's say it's true. Let's perpetuate the myth. But this is... The invert... I think this this is where the... uh, This is a false analogy for watching Sex in the City because it's the same for work, right? You know, like the idea of having to go to work, in my experience, Mm. even if you really don't feel like it, is often worse than once you're actually there. Once you're there the actual thing that you've been dreading is happening, and so that means that it's closer to not happening. <laughs> Sex in the City does not provide the same luxury. The idea of watching Sex in the City is better than the actuality of watching Sex in the City. Like, once I'm at work, it doesn't... I don't know, it doesn't... Do you know what I mean? You're okay. So you're saying you're you're more okay. It's not great, obviously, but you're more okay once you're in it. No, no, I'm saying oh. the opposite. I'm saying that's oh. traditionally my experience. Oh, sorry, for this, it's the working. inverse. But in this instance, it's like, I mean, it's still hard to to get up, turn the alarm off, open the lappy, yeah. 
boot up my four gals, yeah. live the bougie lifestyle that at some point in my life I'm sure I considered aspirational, not as told by these four characters, but certainly, you know, what and, they're doing. Or, you know, the, uh, and it's just like, I don't, I don't know. Fuck, man, I'm tired. Yeah, I hear you. I'm I, upset. I, I, w- I want to be doing better than I am in this episode for you, my boy, Guy Montgomery, because you, you fucking, you got up at 5.30. I really feel like you've done your part, and now it's up to Timbo. Uh, S- you know. It's up to... It's up to both of us, man. So often, um, I, I uh, tend to draw the short straw in the time zone wars that we go through. Um, but it's not too bad. You know, it's just a, a yeah. little bit of an early morning, but it, it isn't 5.30 a.m. But I, re- I really feel like... Uh, I just... I don't know, man. I could, I, I've got nothing. I watched the fucking movie. I'll tell you that. It was on. I, I was there. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't don't know if this counts the continuity here, and I don't know if we've talked about it before either, but um, have we talked about how the movie at one point recycles used footage? Yeah, you mentioned this a few episodes ago. What bit is it again? Uh, So, you know when um, Miranda tells everyone Steve cheated on her, and then we see a moment between Charlotte and Harry, or Runkle, where she says, thank you for being you. And oh, it yeah, sort of the suggested that they have a beautiful lovemaking session. Yeah. Wow. On New Year's Eve, and this might just be in the director's cut. Yeah. When they are showing the various different ways in which the gals are celebrating New Year's. Yeah. Um, we see overlay of the exact same footage of Charlotte and Harry. And I'm like, if you're running a movie at two and a half hours, it is unforgivable. <laughs> To do to do to do that to use the same footage twice like it is just it's it's not essential to the story I don't need to I've seen them enjoying themselves I don't need to know that they're fucking right it's the symmetry of that montage though we need to see everyone I we don't need to repeat footage like maybe they could have come up with something else but um oh can I throw this at you 
There was... It, it, Wish you would. It's valiant, bro. What you just gave me was fucking valiant. I'm sorry I'm not still in it. I've moved past it too quickly. I should still be in no, it. No, that's okay. Um, do you reckon Harry's a good lay? Do you think he's he's a generous lover? Uh, I feel like he must be. I mean, if we know that Charlotte in previous relationships has been frustrated by the impotence of uh, Trey. Yeah. And we know, if only from secondhand information, that she is grappling with not being attracted to Harry while still actually being attracted to Harry. I mean, look, I don't think... I don't think it's the be-all and end-all of the relationship or a relationship, but I feel like if there, are, if there are various different obstacles for Charlotte to mentally overcome to even build the initial connection with Harry, there's mm-hmm. got to also be reasons why yeah. you become so invested in the relationship and you believe that it can work. And uh, one of those things, you know, you don't always necessarily get to choose who you have sensational sexual chemistry with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reckon, I reckon that our boy Harry is an absolute fuck machine. I reckon he knows about things that you and I can only dream of, Tim. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to slight you as a lover or myself, but I just happen to think that uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> do you know, I read, I don't know that he's read the Karma Sutra, but I do think he's written his own version. The Harry Sutra. Of, you know, well, he probably wouldn't call it the Harry Sutra. Why not? He. Uh, it just it feels like too much of a direct ripoff. I feel like that uh, Harry's Harry suits you. Harry suits you. Harry all suits you. Suits bad, bad all, name. All of the all of the lining of his suits. Yeah. Uh, line drawings he's done of the sexual positions he has experimented with and would like to experiment with. That's quite cool because. Then, well, actually, you'd seem like a flasher, but if you wore the jacket, then you could show ladies by just opening up a a breast of your jacket, being like, you want to do this? And they'd be like, uh, that's fucked, mate. <laughs> Where'd you get this jacket? And they'd be like, I made this. I'm Harry from Harry Suits You. And uh, that would be the start of the worst infomercial on cable access. I'd love it. Harry Suits is such a shit name. Nah, it's cool, man. It's cool. Don't it's worry cool. About it is cool. cool. Yeah, it's good. You're good, bro. It's good stuff. I love it. What about yeah. what about um uh but Smith Jarrett? I love Smith Jarrett. I hated him. Uh, this this watch. I, I I I thought he was bad really? at acting. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for him to be bad. I feel like his character is such a fucking moron. It's hard to be bad at acting <laughs> and playing him because who knows what a moron acts like in the real world. Yes. But I thought he had like an oafish and uh, not oafish, but like and you know an, an oafish innocence or beauty, a certain naivete, like um, a shriek I really quality. The way that, yeah, like I really like the way that he. Uh, celebrated Samantha's handling of that heckler at the rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. He was like really clapping and getting behind that. I love the fact that he knew he was going to get dumped and didn't do anything to counter it, didn't say, hey, we need to have a conversation, literally just kept going on with his life until Samantha was like, we need to talk. And he's like, yeah, I knew this was coming. <laughs> he, <laughs> like, he's fine I with it, eh? Totally, 
so little self-respect that it's like, well, I know that my partner's not happy, but I'm just going to keep trudging through this relationship until she tells me that I'm that it's over. Dude, that's, that's a super common thing. Um, that that happens a lot. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, I reckon there's heaps of. It's. I think it's. Um. Well, it's probably both. It's probably just because I've got like a lot of guy mates who I would talk to about this sort of stuff. But I think it's a real guy thing to just kind of in in a bit young. Like it's something you do sort of. I think in your early to mid twenties. Hopefully, people grow out of it after that. But just sort of being a shit long enough to get dumped because you can't be bothered doing it yourself. Oh, uh, yeah. But see, that, yes, I know what you're describing, but that to me is not what's... Oh, this is doing. a different thing. He's okay. Not, well, he's not acting out. Like, he's not playing out, you know? Well, I think he's... I mean, I, I think he's not putting his best foot forward, and I think he recognises that there's, a like, a deficiency in the relationship. And he's not addressing it. He has it. put his best foot... He has put his best foot forward, though. You're right. I regret saying he that has, as soon as I finish the sentence. He has invested in the relationship, but I do, I do, I kind of agree that it's like, I don't know, at the point where he's coming home late on Valentine's Day and Samantha is visibly angry, mm. that to me would communicate hope in the relationship because it's like, well, she's frustrated by my behavior, which means she's invested in our connection, how it's working. Guy, do you fuck but with Valentine's he, Day? Are you a big Valentine's Day person? No, it's such a challenging one though, because, you know, like the whole, um, not doing balance like it's almost impossible to es- escape the long arm of valentine's day i don't believe in it <laughs> yeah i don't do anything particularly special but some small tokenistic gesture i think sort of is like hey not for me but i'm aware that it's happening so <laughs> this what yeah. do you think what do i think of that i think that's good i think it's what do you think of valentine's day um i like uh, I I I do it. I participate. Yeah, I like well, little opportunities to do romantic things. I think it's cool, but I also am very like bad at planning. So generally, it's not a super, you know. Um, but I like I, I don't know. I like the idea. Of, I like um, there's more value or power in a romantic gesture outside of. You know, prescribed time. Let me tell you about February, Tim Bat's version of February. romance. I would love to hear this. I actually, yeah. Um, well, like this Valentine's Day just been. Um, I think what was I doing? I was doing like a gig or something. So I was, I was I was very late to to come home, and I'd sort of been working all day, so I hadn't really seen. Had you been Zoe. acting on set? Had I been acting on had set? Had Zoe been making sushi? Had, had Zoe been making sushi for you? You got it. Nah, she was at work. We were both just, you know, doing our doing our respective things. But then I, um, I, I must have been doing a gig. I can't remember what the fuck it was. But I was getting home at about ten p.m. or something, and I was googling around looking for mm-hmm. anything that would be open. And uh, it turns out... There's oh, my a, God, dude. There's a fucking... How can you say this? <laughs> what? It's, so, it's just so funny to do Valentine's Day and then your anecdote of supporting evidence is, so I finished a gig at 10 p.m. and I'm just frantically Googling for anything. Oh, fuck. Do you know what it was, though, actually? It was the 13th. So this was, this was Valentine's Day Eve. 
and I knew that I hadn't sorted oh, okay. my shit out. But I, like in theory, I could yeah, have done yeah, something yeah. the next day. But I wanted Zoe to be able to yeah. wake up to something. So I um, yeah started. So it was one of those things where it's like I really want to pull this thing off now because it will be so much nicer. But worst case scenario, I could do something during the day tomorrow. Um, you know. Okay, understood. So I started googling around for uh, for open stuff, and there was um, not the supermarket I was close to, but another supermarket slightly further away. So I just I had to walk um, about a couple of kilometers to to get to that one, and luckily they had fucking flowers left because they just had so many flowers for Valentine's Day there, and I managed to get a, a bouquet of um, roses from the supermarket and trudge them home but there's still romance there in spite of the fact that it's um slightly shitty of leaving it to the last minute and getting flowers from a supermarket and i say this with the full knowledge that my wife does not listen to this podcast thank goodness and um it's the it's the personal fight isn't it it's the struggle it's getting out there walking too far late at night being very tired um to make sure that your, your partner's got some flowers in the morning it's a version of romance yeah it's not earrings. It's, uh, yeah. But still. Well, um, I remember my partner sent me, sent, tried to send me some cookies to arrive on Valentine's Day. Uh, and I didn't organize anything for her. Oh. And uh, thankfully for me, the cookies actually didn't arrive until two weeks later when I was out of the country. I say thankfully for me. I mean, I would love to have the cookies. Sure. But uh, in terms of keeping my nose clean as yes. a partner on equal footing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you and I should celebrate Valentine's that, Day yeah, for each other, I think. I don't know why we haven't been doing that. If we found the day of the first episode recorded, I would happily spend that as a romantic, uh, not romantic, I, it would be a celebration of friendship. And also, it would probably be quite a nice opportunity um, outside of, have, I mean, unless we have to watch the movie on that day for any reason, but a nice opportunity to celebrate the bonds that we have and the things we've achieved outside of on air or having to actually watch the film. Isn't that ironic to think the reason we did this is because we missed each other? And it's nice talking to you. And even today, yeah. while I think we've struggled for uh, inspiration from Sex in the City, mm. you know, there are worse ways to wake... There's not a lot of worse ways to wake up than uh, two and a half hours of, you know, being beaten over the head by an unhappy relationship. But... Um, the light at the end of the tunnel is this conversation, is it? There are worse ways to start my day than when I change my good mate Tim back. That's very sweet, and I feel the exact same way. It's uh, it, it's always a great dishonor to have to watch Sex in the City again, but always a great pleasure to catch up with Monty in any way, shape, or form, however that conversation takes shape. I mm. want to talk about the Dircon briefly, eh? Like, that shit was crazy. I'm sitting in the, the very same chair that I was in for five hours while we plugged away watching that thing, just reviewing little um, frames from the footage just to check things things were sort of matching what up. Did you, what did you see in our eyes? So grisly, man. Um, an absence of what you want to see in people's eyes. It wasn't, it, it, it wasn't necessarily what was there, it was what was not there. When you see a normal person living life engaging with the thing that they're doing in that moment or with a person or a thing that they love there is visibility to that you can see a 
a glow. You can see a sparkle in the eye. And everything that was in the frame of that that footage was the opposite, where it was thousand yard stare, bad body language. Oh, Nothing that communicated joy or enjoyment. It was just two two defeated dudes sacking red wine. Isn't it funny? We've been, I mean, we do, so, someone said it to us on Twitter, but we do refuse, we refuse to learn a lesson. Yeah. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But do we expect a different result? I don't think, we, I would argue we don't. And that's, that's, that's what the comedy is. I got to say this, this episode I don't know if there's a lot of comedy in it, but it's the concept, isn't it? It's the idea. It's the furtherance of the notion that we just keep watching this movie. That's where the absurdity Ah. lies. There's different kinds of ways to be funny, you people. You need to remember that when you review us on iTunes. (laughs) Is that comedy... (laughs) Comedy comes in different shapes and forms. Sometimes it's in the form of a joke, and you go, ha-ha, that had a beginning and a middle and an end what a wonderful punchline i didn't expect that to go there and then sometimes uh it's two grown men watching a film too many times and you go well they're still doing it so i guess that too is a form of comedy yeah while this episode might not be funny in execution the concepts the overarching concept is what boys it i worry about that because that's what we said a lot during the director's commentary too so I well, put that it. Means that we're beaten. No. What was the slogan for Frosty Boy? Often licked, never beaten. Yeah. That's got to be us. That's got to be us from now on, man. We've got to. Are we rebranding? Are we rebranding as the Frosty Boys? <laughs> I I don't know, man. It's pretty cool. We, I'm into it. I think we might. I think we might be the Frosty Boys now. Yeah. I just worry that it's uh, it's it's a term really taken. I have no idea if this is true by some awful online group somewhere. Should we? If that's the case, we're taking it back. Timbo and Guy Guy, the Frosty Boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I like it. Look, I think what you're saying is right. Often looked, never beaten. So we Do need your to worst Sex in the City. Come at me again and I will, so help me God, I will strike you down. The next time I engage with you, it's going to be on my terms. It's not going to be at 5.30 a.m. It's going to be at a time of my choosing and my convenience. The conversation I have with Tim is going to sparkle with a joy de vivre we haven't heard since the halcyon days of grown-ups too. <laughs> I want to have a bubble bath. I just remembered I've got a bathtub in my house. And I haven't See, had this a. Is what I'm talking, I haven't had a bath in about good. fifteen years. I don't think. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. Earlier in the episode, I was saying, I don't know what's better—is it to create an enjoyable watching environment, or is it just you know slop it through the mud? Early morning watches, you know, with no fucking with like all I had. All I had for company mm. while I watched Sex and City this morning was water. That's no way <laughs> to watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like saying the only person I hung out with today was this wall I'm next to. It's not a thing. Well, Water wasn't company. No, it is a thing. Water was the company. Like, if I had a croissant, I would have said all I had for company this morning was a, a, was, a, was a croissant. But I wouldn't say all I had because I'd say, well, it was actually not so bad this morning. I had it with a croissant. God, I had it with is... a bottle of ambient temperature water. It's so positive. 
That's you've great. Got, you've got you've got to watch it in the bubble bath. Mm. I've got to watch it outdoors. Let's make a conscious decision, a turn for the positive. Can you hear that? That's the sound of me banging. Can I guess? Empty water bottle. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I was actually not going to guess that. It sounds to me exactly like the noise a tab makes on a can of soft drink. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, well, I, I, I think of the information I'm giving you, Tim. Yeah. I'll be toying with the tab on a can of soft drink. I know. Look, Frosty Boys Forever, Frosty Boys Unite. Um, you and I are the Frosty Boys. Yeah. Do you know what else? And maybe I'm being a little oversensitive to this at the moment because I've been spending too much time online. The, fr- the Having boys in the title seems too exclusionary to me because I want other people to be able to fuck with this. I want us to be like a frosty gang. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only other one I just had was frosty fellas. But fe- I mean, <laughs> fellas is, I mean, it's unnecessarily gendered. Like, you know, what do you think of guys? I think guys is everyone. I am trying to get it um, out of my lexicon in certain situations because I've I've had a couple people um, hit me up about it, and I would describe those people as um, you know pretty far in a certain direction, sort of pretty far on the left and very um, sensitive to these issues. But why not? You know, like why not? get some better, more inclusive language to um, to have in the chamber. The other one is no, really. that I'm really struggling with at the moment is um, uh, opening, especially comedy shows, because I this came from me, I, I said it so many times on the director's commentary, saying ladies and gentlemen all the time. I want to see if oh, I can augment that a little bit. Get that that's out of it. easy fix. What's, what Everyone is it? Everyone and everybody. Everyone and everybody, but you know, it's just it, it's it's always that shifting of the gear when you first you first jettison language no, that you've been using for so long. It just I takes know. a little while to warm up, and but that that's a, that, that one's a gimme to me. I reckon, like every time every time I start a show, good evening, everyone. It's the same. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, hello, friends. I quite like. Sets a yeah. a nice tone right off. All right, fuckos. G'day, cunts. Oh, I did it again. Just gonna <laughs> stop saying the secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a my shining light. It yep. was negative. Carrie mm-hmm. says out with the old and with the overpriced. And Charlotte, for one of the first times, I don't know if it was a decision by Kristen Davis or by Charlotte does like quite a dismissive like she's meant to laugh yeah Carrie's made a joke yeah but I don't know if Chris and Davis doesn't believe in the writing or Charlotte's got some a bone to pick with Carrie but she does like a very very dismissive sort of mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. she's not invested this sticks and out to me like a sore with- thumb because her character often is the one who's giving the supportive laughter to the shittest gags from the other gals her whole her whole characterization is big noises yeah uh, and that's it. And look, I'm putting a, I'm putting a put on this. Uh, well, hold on. Let me. Pit. Can we try and get to the bottom of this at least, just for this episode? Are we the Frosty Boys? Are we okay with that? Uh, I th- I I think so. You and I are the I Frosty think. Boys. We've got a friend zone, which actually, fuck, we should record one of those very soon. Um, now I think about it. 
Uh, and it, we've got we've got friends. Friends are everyone. Um, we're Frosty Boys. We may revisit that later. I don't know. We're very tired to be dealing with concepts. <laughs> Any concepts. Nah. We just need basic activities. Uh, putting shoes on, putting jeans on, putting T-shirts on. These are all things I can do right now. Beyond that, fuck, I'm all at sea. Life is good. I love you, Tim. I love everyone who's listening. Uh, one libertarian listener. Um, <laughs> I would like to say, see you next time. This is the Frosty Boys. Often licked, never beaten. Creamy as all hell. Ooh. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. I, he sort of feels me out, I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.